And now, for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, PNR with This Old Marketing. Take it away, boys. Hello, content marketers, and welcome to episode number 43 of This Old Marketing, recorded live from Content Marketing World 2014. Coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio, with my co-host, my good friend, and the Japanese challenger of tennis of content marketing, Mr. Joe Polizzi. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fantastic, Robert. It's so wonderful. Thank you all for being here. Really appreciate it. Oh, the alcohol has arrived. arrived. Thank you very much. No, super excited. Uh, We are September 7th recording this, and it is... uh, Absolutely. It is the day before Content Marketing World starts, and we're pretty jazzed about that. And I'm absolutely sitting here in my Captain Kirk chair, and so I will not be denied. Everybody can take pictures of me here in my Captain Kirk chair as I bring up... This will be a little bit of a different show than we're doing this week, um, because we're not going to actually cover the news, because as you can hear in the background, we have quite a few people here. And what we're going to try and do is actually have a few guests come up, because we've got a little bit of news to share. That's right. And we're going to let the guests actually share that news that they're going to break here at Content Marketing World. And so, I, well, you know what we need to do before we actually get going here, because actually, as the drinks start to flow, our minds will start to wander. And so, well, your, maybe we should your get mind a, we, really we, well, starts to wander. Well, there's no doubt about that. But maybe we should get the sponsorship out of the okay. way. Our lovely, wonderful sponsor. Can we get a round of applause for our sponsor, please? Yes. Um, <laughs> w- Thank you. This is native advertising at its best, yeah, folks. We have to pay the bills here, folks. Uh, our sponsor today is Emma, the email marketing company. Emma, let's have a round of applause for Emma. Uh, MyEmma.com. And you know, Robert, they've come out with a new content program. Is that, it as good as it was before? Because well, the last one was just This fabulous. one might be better, actually. It's called One Idea. And if you go to bit.ly.com slash pnr-idea pnr-idea you can subscribe and get one fantastic idea every day that's going to help you with your email marketing I love that. Isn't Absolutely. that amazing? That is a fantastic idea. See how helpful idea. they are? Why is it Jay Bear here? He'd be talking about the whole utility thing. Content so good you'd pay for it my friend. That's right. So thank you. Go to myemma.com. Go to bit.ly.com slash pnr-idea to download that and it'll be in the show notes as well. Fantastic. All right. Well, without further ado, I think what we want to try and do is bring up some of our guests. Yes, and we have a wonderful guest to start us off with a new breaking story coming right out of Content Marketing Institute and Content Marketing World. Do you want to bring up our first yes, guest? Yes. Actually, are you, are you ready to go, Pamela? Okay. So let me introduce to the stage audio content marketing extraordinaire, Miss Pamela Muldoon. Pamela. Thank you. There's your mic right there. Can you pick that up? So, if you can get that out of there. Very nice. Nicely done. Thank you. Very good. Um, Thank you. So, we've been talking on PNR for the last many weeks that we have a big announcement to share. We do. But we didn't want want to break that without you sharing it yourself. So, can you tell the folks here a little bit about what we're, we're doing? I can. Uh, yes, I am very excited to share with uh, the live audience here, as well as those listening in uh, as they listen to the archive. 
I am the new podcast network director for Content Marketing Institute. Let's hear that. Oh, yes. That is wonderful. I am so excited, Joe. Robert, this is amazing. Absolutely. There couldn't be a better title than Podcast Network Director. I think we're all thrilled to hear that. I am very thrilled. It's the PND, really. Is The, is the what PND? You right. I like that. <laughs> well, tell us more about the Podcast Network. What's yes. that going to be about? Well, the, the Podcast Network, what we are uh, doing is, because our audience at Content Marketing Institute is made up of marketing professionals from around the globe, we have tapped into some of the best, brightest, talented, and sometimes funny, uh, hosts to start their podcast as part of the network. I know we're going to be introducing a couple of those here in, in a few minutes. But the idea is to bring audio content and video content in a podcast structure to the audience of CMI. And in doing that, just take your content, what you've started at CMI so many years ago, to that next level and really take podcasting to another level as well. Lord knows we need more content than what we're putting out. Well, That's for you. sure. Some people might even say we're shocked to see this much content out there. There isn't enough audio content, though. That is absolutely true. So this is the beginning of what I think is going to be not only a great relationship with us, it's a passion I've had. If anyone knows my background, I've been behind a mic since I was 17. This is a passion project of mine. I've been uh, an advocate for podcasting myself since 2009 as a professional. And then, of course, we started a, kind of a sideline partnership in 2011 where I asked you, Joe, maybe I could interview some of your speakers. And, of course, my show, Content Marketing 360, came out of that. And it's just an evolution. It's so exciting to see podcasting really get the benefit and the attention it's getting today. So I know that we have Drew and Todd that are going to speak here in a little bit. But can you give a little bit of overview of some of the other podcasters that are not here and so that we give everybody kind of a good idea of what we are starting and how big this thing could get? Absolutely. Uh, we're, uh, our goal is to launch five new podcasts between now and the end of the year. And we will have Todd Wheatland and Andrew Davis on shortly to talk about their shows. But we also have Heather Meza, who is uh, the newly appointed... He Heather's uh, here somewhere. There she is. Where's Heather? Heather Meza. Right. Very Heather. excited to start working. She's such an introvert. I... I don't know how I'm going to pull her out of her shell. She's uh, going to be putting together more of a... What color is her hair this week? Yeah. I, 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 there we go. All right. It is blue Colors, and red. It's, plural. It's like the ice cream that I used to eat in the summer holiday. But I'm excited to work with Heather later this year as we create more of a variety show concept, which will include audio and video. Tim Washer is another gentleman who will be hitting the podcast screen. He's also very uh, funny. Tim, very Washer. funny. He's really putting together an idea of kind of late night comedy meets content marketing. So that'll be also audio video combination, which is really exciting about the network because when people think podcasting, I think they think audio only, which is of course my passion. But there are some very successful and open opportunities for video podcasting. So we're going to see a nice balance. And then I'm actually going to be putting content marketing 360 aside and bringing it over to the CMI team and content marketing next will also launch uh, by October and that will again continue to interview all the great speakers, influencers and sponsors of both content marketing world as well as the intelligent content conference. So you're pulling double duty. I am. You're running the program and you're also podcasting. Walk the talk baby. We would have a tough time multitasking if well, it was us to do that. We have a tough time multitasking regardless, which is, which is really the point here. I wanted, I, I'm curious, 
for the marketers that are listening and yes. for those that are not drunk enough here to still be listening, what are some, I mean, podcasting has been around for a long time and, and it's gone through its ups and its downs and it was hip and then it wasn't and then it was, you know, is podcasting back? Is it, is it, is audio content, you know, the, the way of the future? Where do you see podcasting fitting into the ecosystem of content marketing from the marketer's practitioner? You know, I think it's an exciting time. Um, because I have an audio background, I was always surprised video superseded audio. But, of course, we're visual by nature, so it makes sense. You know, with the flatness of technology, the ability to get a great mic, great software at inexpensive levels, uh, it's just more accessible. So, And, of course, you know, iTunes launched their iPod app separately, what, a little over a year ago, year and a half ago. We're seeing Stitcher in all the new Nissan cars. I mean, this is not an accident, right? We're seeing um, brands actually looking at something like Pandora as not just an advertising opportunity but a content opportunity. So I really do see kind of um, the second honeymoon of podcasting, so to speak. It's no longer the geek in the basement with all the tough technology. You don't have to know HTML and coding and how to, you know, tap into something that's complicated. It really is something that is more of an everyman experience now. Well, we are very, very excited to As have am you. I. Very good. So, thank you. We're going to bring up our guests right now, but can we have a warm round of applause for Pamela Muldoon, Huge please? round of applause for Pamela Muldoon. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. So, we have, um, we have our next guest, we were talking before. I feel like I just need to be sitting here and saying, engage. <laughs> Warp 10, Captain. <laughs> How many drinks have you had? Not, 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 not enough. enough yet. Not enough. It's never enough. That's right. Um, so our next... We were talking before. There's only been three people that have spoken at every conference that we've done at Content Marketing Institute all over the globe. Myself, Mr. Robert Rose, and our next wonderful guest who's also, of course, has to launch a podcast with us because Absolutely. he does everything with Content Marketing Institute. Can I hear a warm round of applause for Mr. Todd Wheatland? Thank you. Todd Wheatland from Down Under. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Todd, uh, it's so strange that you're doing something with Content Marketing Institute. It's so loud in this friggin' room. I know, it's very loud. There, I think it's been going on for two hours. We probably should have started the podcast it would have been like, a good breakfast event. Yeah, well, there's, there's been drinking involved, I hear. There's, there's rumors. Yeah. It is, um, yeah, and hasn't it changed? I think, was, how many were there the first year? We had a little over 600 attend in 2011. Okay. And how, how, how and two and a half thousand this year. So it's such a, I think even last year I started to think this is getting big. And it's so interesting to try to retain, how can you retain the values or the essence of this is a really cool group of people who are all really into the same thing at the same time without it getting exclusive and clicky and, and, and difficult for people to feel like they're breaking into, you know? So I think, you know, events like this, apart from the fact they're really loud, mean that people can sort of feel like they're at one with everyone. And okay, I thought you were going to ask how we do it because I was going to ask you, well, how do we do it? How do we... I thought you were going to give us the secret to how we keep it nice and How do we do it, tight. Joe? How do we do it? How do we do this? 
This is already out of control. We're, we're not going to publish this here's podcast. What I, here's what I want to know from our guests. listen to this? Here's like, what I want to know Seven minutes ago, you told me I was doing a podcast. How ridiculous. Here's what I want to know. I've never heard of this. Since the last time you were here, you have gone to, say, the dark side. You are now representing an agency where you were representing a brand now. What's the difference? What do you see as you're out there and you're going to be starting this podcast soon? So how has your point of view really changed and, and from what you're seeing now as an agency dealing with lots of different enterprise clients versus what you saw running one singular brand? I think one of the, the biggest... I think whenever you're looking across, you know, multi-countries or multi-regions or multi-divisions you know, or functions or d- industries, you've always got to try to look for what's in common rather than what's different. And the thing that's in common is what, what, I'm, what I've been overwhelmed with is how similar B2B has become to B2C marketing. So m- previously, I was very heavily in B2B marketing with a, you know, a side serving of B2C. What I realize now is that a lot of the tools and the techniques and the, the, there's a huge convergence around what you can get away with in B2B marketing now, for example, that actually is very similar to B2C. Because, and really is this purity of where well, you're talking to people and you have to make an emotional connection because that's how you get the new media layer where people are willing to actually promote that, that content on your behalf. So I think for me it's been quite refreshing to actually get my head around a lot of a huge range of different enterprises and, and what they're actually trying to achieve and just realize how, in the end, we're kind of doing very similar stuff, uh, but the audience targeting happens to be in a, in a different location or whatever it may be. But the, the tools, the techniques, everything you're trying to do in that is, is frighteningly similar. You know, the, the one thing I want to point out just about this crowd in general. Rem- loud crowd. Remember when we did, we did our first live podcast in Sydney, Australia? That's right. And you could hear a pin drop, and it was also a cocktail. Very and, polite people in Australia. Yeah, it's, they're more respectful in Australia. It's just the common decency that people here <laughs> seem to have forgotten. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right, so here's, here's my question. Uh, you were talking about how it's changed a little bit, content marketing world. You've been around this thing for a long time. The last four years, the industry of content marketing, in your opinion... Just broad brush. What's changed? What's so different now than it was four years ago? Yeah, and what's and so much even in the last twelve to eighteen months. I think what's happened is that there's been so many case studies. There's been so many people trying stuff and going, "Gee, that works." Let's spend ten times more money and do it ten times better or ten times bigger or whatever it may be. And then and so there's just so many more people experimenting and doing that. The the net thing that you do that baseline actually does grow and everyone who's coming in can execute this really quickly and it's it's becoming like the content shock that Robert so tantalizingly referred to earlier you keep building this these layers of gee that would be really good if we could do some of that but actually that's just getting you into the game and and really I think creativity is having this huge comeback now it's what can you do that's really different that can actually keep you moving further than just, gee, I need a blog each day on my corporate website. Well, that was something that we saw, and you were kind enough to participate in our executive forum that we had back in May, which is we saw and we continue to see content marketing working as projects, not as a process, right? The challenge now seems to be like, 
we can see it working. We know that it does work in pockets. But now how do we make it an active, functioning, scalable part of what we do for a living, right? And, and can you ever really convince... I mean, it's, it's a very fragile thing. Can you really convince a company that they are publishers? Because will the enterprise, does the enterprise at its core really believe? Can you take a Fortune 100 company and say, you're now a publisher and you are, that's all you're going to do? Because I think the people who are actually really executing on that mission are extremely exposed. And the reality is that they are, even if they can make money, like I know you talked about this recently on your podcast. So even they're really making money, are they really doing something that's core to the business? Or is there actually a more compelling offer to lift that and drop it somewhere else for someone to execute on that program for them? It's a really interesting dynamic between those two things. And I don't think it's, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, challenging questions asked about where that sits. Is it inside? Is it outside? What needs to be inside? What actually needs to be outside? Because it's harder and harder as the enterprise becomes bigger for a company to realize gee, we have all these people doing this journalism thing. Is that really what we are? We're a pharmaceutical company. What are we up to? It's interesting to me because I see the, the patterns starting to form where the efficacy is proven in some method, right? So they, they create a blog or they create a program where it's starting to get effective in some way. And then, and then there's exactly that, right? The leadership goes, wait a minute, what are you spending your time doing? And it becomes a very scary thing to try and scale, right? It, it's almost as if it, it looks okay if it's just the thing that Bob or Jim and Mary does as part of their spare time. But as soon as we make it real, now all of a sudden we're somehow admitting that it's now transforming marketing into something that we don't really recognize. Absolutely, absolutely. Isn't it? I, think, I think you've hit on a perfect, a perfect um, way of summarizing it. And even when you look at a, a large enterprise in their global markets, like what are they, how can they really make that relevant? You know, if you're doing this in the US and you're making a go of it, what does that really mean for Thailand? Is there any way in which you can make that relevant for Thailand without actually investing resources that would look absolutely obscene right. from a company headcount perspective? So, before we have our next guest, oh, thanks for joining us, Drew. Hi, Drew. Um, bef- I want to. I've still got 30 seconds. Two, so, two things. I want to make sure because I just heard that, I mean, obviously, you work, you're head of strategy for King Content, Sydney based agency, and you've been starting offices all over. I, and I just heard you launched a New York office. We are, yeah, very exciting. So, this week we are launching our first US office, which is in New York. So that's very big news for us. Not a, not enough agencies in New York. Is that exactly. the issue? Exactly. It was open like it's blue sky. Just, yeah, I can't believe no one there. thought of this. I hear Madison Avenue is the place where you're supposed to have the agency. All right. Thank, thanks for that tip. We'll have to, I'll look that one up. So congratulations on that. But let, I know we're, we're talking about the podcast network. Give the people an overview of when they go and subscribe to your podcast, what are they going to be getting? Okay, so what I mean, one of the great things, apart from the fact that everyone is so loud and not really respecting the guys that I'm with tonight, but apart from that fact, I think it's really cool at these events that you actually do get to meet an amazing range of people, right? And even tonight, I've met some really cool people. And I think I've, I've been lucky enough to bump into a lot of people 
in the you know in sessions you go and you we do learning and there's some you know, obviously some great speakers here this week but a lot of the fun a lot of the really interesting stuff happens at these sorts of events it happens you know in the corridors tomorrow it happens tomorrow night at the venues it's when you make that emotional human connection and the silence that dawns on the crowd as they hear it and what happens is that you <laughs> What happens is that you, the, the really interesting stories are the ones about the people who are, try, who are in the same situation that you're in. Right? So it's these, you're, you're, you're struggling, you come to an event like this, you realize, gee, I'm not alone. This guy's going through the same crap I'm going through. And you can sit over a drink or something and really find out about, well, what, you know, what are the things that we have in common, even though you're on the other side of the planet or a totally different industry. And that's the really enticing thing for me. So that's my, my podcast is totally about those pivotal moments in our lives when we, you know, we've all come from different places. We've been screenwriters, we've been, you know, corporate, corporate cowboys, whatever, and we've suddenly found ourselves in the same space. You can quote me on that, corporate cowboy. Too. Corporate cowboy. That might have been the most Australian description of a podcast I've ever heard in my life. It's bloody beautiful. You'll love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, now we really don't know what you're doing, but it was interesting. I'm draw, but the good thing is, it was I'm interesting draw this listening. Thing. You're going to love it. Well, see, they're just going to subscribe because you've got the accent, and we just love listening. You don't need to be so talking charming. about anything. <laughs> so charming. All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much. No, wonderful. Thank you very much. I'd love Round to. Round of applause, Mr. Round Todd Wheatland. Round of applause, Mr. Todd Wheatland. Thank you, Todd. Uh, now they listen. They were listening. And can we all just can comment I intro, on how... Can I intro Drew? What's that? Can I intro Drew? You can introduce Drew. Go ahead. You know, once upon a time... I don't have any big story for Drew. I'm just passing in the microphone, really. I'll do it in slow motion. Here you go, Drew. Right, that was slow it, motion. This is a podcast. They can't see oh, you. Can't see. Yeah. That might have been the most Australian Drew introduction that I've ever heard. Right, so ever. let's do... Thank you, Todd, for the wonderful introduction. Do a proper introduction. Uh, actually, uh, Andrew Davis and I, we, I met you at a custom content council meeting in Florida about... Seven or eight seven, years ago, yeah, probably ago. about right, seven years ago. Yep. And nobody that day asked, that, so after all the speakers, I remember David Meerman Scott was speaking that day, and everybody would speak, and nobody would ask questions except for Drew. I asked the Every ton of time questions. he's asking a question, and we're like, literally, is this guy on drugs? <laughs> like, is there something wrong with him? I'm a curious guy, Joe. I mean, wait, but oh. yes, there is also something wrong <laughs> with you. Yeah, it's the Quaaludes. But, but long story short, uh, you've been here from the beginning. Uh, yeah. I think you were at every content uh, marketing world, every correct? content marketing world. You've spoken at every one. I've spoken at you're, every single one. You're the keynote this I've year. Finally, you, yes. I finally got Tom Billing. I'm because sad, I'm he very gamed excited. the votes. I he saw votes. him last year writing little fives. Yeah, into I, the, I was texting my votes in. For those people that don't know, Andrew Davis last year scored the highest ranking of any speaker we had Thank you. Thank last you. year. I'm very excited for, for, for Tuesday. I'm very but excited. All, yeah, all the votes were given by two individuals, <laughs> but they still counted. That's all you need these days. So we wanna, before we talk about the podcast, which I know you've got some really cool stories that we yeah. want to share, well, I'm going to ask you the same question. Yeah. You've been in this industry for a long time. Yeah, even the last four years, content marketing world, what has really changed in your 
opinion from 2011 till now with content marketing? Uh, what is, I mean, uh, there, there are a lot more people at content marketing world. That has changed. Like five times as many people as the first one maybe. Uh, I, think, I think what's changed the most is maybe uh, the types of content people are creating. I think it's, it's getting more and more sophisticated. It's getting more and more exciting for me, I guess. Uh, and, uh, I, and more and more people have bought into the idea, so it's much easier to talk about with more people, and that's, that's really fun. So, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have anything prophetic to talk about, but uh, for me, this is my favorite event every year because I get to hang out with people who know about content marketing, know what it is, and, uh, and every year there's more and more people talking about it, so it's fun. Well, when, when you sold your agency, how long ago? 2012. 2012. Congratulations, Thank by the you way. Thank very much. And since then, you've been on a worldwide speaking tour. <laughs> yes. When you speak to them about your concepts yeah. around content, do, do people get that? Do they understand yes, it? Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest change, right? Like uh, five years ago, when I started speaking about content marketing, people were like, oh, all right, like the, the principle sounds good. Like, I think I get it. And now people nod their heads and say, I got to do that, or I should be doing that, or I am doing that, which is more and more exciting. So, Do you find that as you're going out now and talking about, and you don't specifically talk about content marketing, you're, Not just, you're, you're, no. more, you're talking more All broadly those, about, yeah, yeah in, in terms of other things as well. But do you find now that the concept is generally understood, but not well executed or is it yeah. or is it that people are challenged with still really defining what it is i mean yeah. we and we we find i i find anyway a little bit of both right i mean yeah. is that you know there are a lot of people trying to glom onto the term for sure and try and make their own definition about what it's going to be and then there are those that are doing it but doing it badly and then suffering from the repercussions and then there are those who are really actually earnestly trying to do something really interesting yeah. so as you're traveling the world are you seeing i see the exact same spectrum so i see people who uh think their advertisement is great new content marketing uh and and are so proud to show it to me and i'm so deflated when i have to tell them it's terrible content marketing it's great marketing uh, but terrible content marketing. And then I see people who are, are trying really hard, got a great strategy in place, are executing on half the budget of the person with a great ad uh, and doing really wonderful stuff, driving real revenue with great content that's designed to really inspire their audience to do something that they've never done before. And that's the stuff that excites me. So I've met lots and lots of great people who are doing real content marketing. But what's wonderful for me is that more people think they're doing content marketing, which means we can teach more people uh, what real content marketing is because we don't have to tell them what content marketing is. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I'm, I'm curious. I can't let you get away yeah. without one of the things that, and here we go, ding, 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 native advertising. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> and so I know you're really passionate about newspapers yes. and specifically local newspapers. Yes. And in fact, you had an entire campaign yes. writing to Warren Buffett yes. um, about newspapers and, the, and the, the life of newspapers. The opportunity. So I want to ask you, where do you think the status of publishing is with regard to newspapers and publishing yeah. specifically okay. and how native advertising is really affecting that business. Okay, so Are you John Oliver or are you somewhere uh, else <laughs> on that spectrum? No, no, no. Well, I think John Oliver is like 25% right. I think native advertising is the wrong answer to their revenue problems. 
because of all the reasons John Oliver talks about. I think it's a really bad idea. I don't think it's executed very well. I don't think publishers execute the right kind of content. Uh, I think the, the reason people read great content by great content brands in the marketplace like the New York Times or your local newspaper is that it's editorially sound and I think that's what they've got to sell against. So I'm a big fan and proponent of underwriting versus native advertising and there's a big difference there. So I think the future of newspapers is dismal unless they embrace a new revenue model that is not native advertising uh, but something else. And did so you, I, did I, you read I, the Mark Andreessen uh, article no. that he wrote? No. Where he said there's nine different ways to fund media, specifically newspaper today, and no. we're only focusing on advertising. So they're trying to say, oh, okay, advertising is how we do it. Maybe native advertising is yeah. the answer. And he's saying, no, we could do it through product sales, through exactly. donations, through underwriting, that's through right. all those types of things. Yeah, so I think that's part of the problem. They've focused on two revenue models their whole life, right? Either subscriptions to the audience or, or paying uh, you know, advertisers for access to the audience. And they haven't thought past those. So they're you know, there, there was a Toronto newspaper writer who just wrote a book about an investigative journalism piece that she had written a small uh, article about, and it turned into a huge bestseller in Canada, and she made $3 million on the novel. Like, this is money that newspapers could be actually reaping the benefit of for even long-form journalism. So I think there are lots of new models they haven't explored that, that could be really exciting. So before we get to the podcast, yeah. and I know you might have a story or two about that. Yeah. Do you want to give any insight into what your keynote is going to be about? Okay, the keynote is all about creating moments. Wow, did of you history. see the way he leaned back there? Okay, I, man, the keynote's I really going to be about. It. You're like uh, yeah. Captain Kirk and yeah. Doctor Spot <laughs> there. So the key, yeah. So the tell keynote, us, what, tell us what the keynote's going to be about. So man. it's all about creating moments of inspiration. It's about sending a new audience on a new journey. And my goal is to challenge the current marketing funnel with with a new model of a consumer journey. So it'll be it'll be fun. I don't know if. You'll learn anything, but it will definitely be fun. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be on time. It will be on time. It's I'm going not going to go over. I'm going to actually cut two minutes tonight after talking to Joe in the bathroom, if, if, if that helps. <laughs> oh, God. That's an inside baseball joke. Yeah, we were both standing at the All urinal. Right. What's the podcast going to be about? Give okay. us some insight into this. So I'm going to try to do better than Todd's genius Australian description. Uh, so my podcast is called Claim Your Fame, and it's all about how small businesses uh, take pr passion and personality and turn it into real profit. So I've, uh, I've found and met all these amazing people who have actually uh, created a YouTube channel or created their own podcast or just written a blog post every week or created a book, or I, I met a guy in, in, uh, in Florida, this like 87-year-old guy in Florida who, who b was a pickleball coach. Pickleball, which is a combination of tennis and wiffle ball and, uh, and, and badminton. And it's, 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 it's the fastest growing sport in America, mind you. So if you don't know pickleball, you better... Oh, uh, went from two people to four, so <laughs> it doubled? Is that... <laughs> That's not fair. No, it's, there's 150,000 pickleball players in the United States, so it's a legitimate sport. I will take the you The fact on. that you know that is a little sad, I got to say. I've been thinking a lot this about pickleball. you, yeah. yeah. So, so this guy started his own little business, 80-year-old guy. By the way, this is getting more Australian than Todd's, just yeah. FYI. Just, just. 
Just Shoot. as we're rolling here. So, so anyway, he started a pickleball channel on YouTube. He's, he got tons of fans. Now he's selling DVDs and instructional manuals on how to do pickleball. He's a coach that travels all over the world. He's making a, a, a lot of money as a retired guy, as a pickleball coach. I met a woman uh, in Hamilton, Missouri, who created a quick quilting channel on YouTube. And she's been mobbed at Walmart because she's so famous from her YouTube channel. Uh, she does a quil quilting tutorial every week. So we'll, we'll, the goal is we'll meet these people, and we're going to take away a lesson from these people on what we can do to claim our own fame in our own little niche and actually turn it into real revenue. That's, that's the goal of the podcast. I love that. I, absolutely, you, I, I love that. So do you think so somebody at a larger company might say, I can't do that? So it, what's your response to They can actually. So there there are stories in the Claim Your Fame uh, editorial calendar by the way which is complete. Uh, you can yeah, you can there are stories of big brands who've taken advantage of the exact same ideas that these small business owners have used to drive real revenue. So anyone can get anything out of this. If you're trying to, you know, get thought leadership out there, if you're trying to position yourself as a, uh, you know, as a human brand, this is the right kind of idea for you. You too can claim your fame. But it's people-powered, and I think that's the opportunity. Two buzzed guys interviewing people in a bar with it's really loud, <laughs> claiming our fame. I don't know. Here we are. What do you think? You, you think guys are good examples. You think that's a viable podcast? Wait, I think we just jumped the shark. I think we um, may have. On that I one. Think, I think we All may right. have. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Mr. Andrew Thank you guys. Davis. I'll see you guys. Thank you. Well, what do you think, Joe? I'm pretty excited about this podcast network thing. I am e extraordinarily excited about the podcast network. I mean, just to be part of it is, is, is fantastic. Um, to be the first show sort of live within it is even more exciting, I guess. That's right. Say. We're the flagship station. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Drink to that. I, I'm drinking the. All right, now let me drink to that too. All right. All right. Do we have anything else to cover? I think we're wrapping this thing up. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's listening anymore. I think Everybody those that are hot. drinking. Well, there's a few, there's all the, a few people. All the drunk people stayed because they can't few. get out of their chairs. There's a few people. All right. I have no idea where we are on time, but let's wrap this bad let's, boy you, up. Why don't you go wrap it up as normal? All right. This was episode number 43, ladies and gentlemen, recorded on September 7th, 2014. If you like this episode, won't you consider subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher.com or all of the wonderful things. Check out the show notes on thisoldmarketing.com. Hashtag us. Tweet us up, won't you? At hashtag this old marketing. And remember, everybody, it's your story to tell. Tell, tell it, it well. well. We'll see you next week on This Old Marketing. <laughs>